Hosea chapter 40. Beginning with verse 28. These, these words you find there. <clears throat> Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? That the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that had no might, he increases strength. <clears throat> Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen, amen. I want just for a few minutes this morning, I want to talk about an unwearied God and a wearied man. An, an unwearied God and a wearied man. I was in a conversation the other day and the person I was in the conversation with made a statement and at the time I just let it roll by me. We were talking about the condition of this nation, the condition of the country and what was going on. And he said, and I understood what he said, what he meant. He said, God is getting tired of this. And I, I listened, and I, as a matter of fact, at the time, it never crossed my mind. But as I left him and as I walked away from him, this scripture hit me in the back of the head. And it just sort of woke me up to the fact that just because we are tired... <laughs> Just, just because we are growing weary over all of the stuff that's going on. <clears throat> we, we can never take God and bring him down to that level. <laughs> because the truth is, my brothers and sisters, even with all that's going on in the world, even with all of the corruption and all of the evil that's springing up all around us, we may be getting tired of it. We may be wearying of it, but the truth of the matter is he is not weary. <laughs> and the good news is he will not faint. The thing that you must understand about the God we serve is that he has time on his side. We get tired and we get restless because we know we ain't got but so much time to figure things out. But when you, when you have eternity on your side, 
little stuff like we are dealing with does not wear you down. And I've made up my mind, brothers and sisters, I learned part of this from my earthly father. My earthly father was such a calm man. No matter what went on around him, I kept my eye on him. And sometimes people talk and they they will talk to me and talk talk about your calm nature. Well, it came from my daddy. Came from my daddy. Well, the thing that I noticed and where that came from was I would keep my eye on him. And I, I noticed that didn't nothing, no matter what came on, it didn't just didn't seem to bother him. It, he never stressed out about anything that I could see. And as a child watching my father, I decided if daddy ain't stressing, <laughs> Are y'all hearing me, huh? I decided if daddy ain't stressing, then there's no need for me to be stressed out. Because if there's anything worth stressing out about, daddy would be showing signs. But as long as he's showing no signs, I know that everything's going to be all right. Brothers and sisters, the good news this morning is that we have a father who never stresses. And... If we keep our eyes on him, it will keep us from stressing out over the things that we are experiencing now. The book of Isaiah is the first of 17 prophetic books. But you study Isaiah, if you look at Isaiah, you see that he sticks out. Of all of the prophets that you read, Isaiah sticks out because Isaiah does not fit the mold of most of the prophets that are portrayed in, in the Bible. We, while he, his work and his mission and his work was no different than any other prophet, you began to study his life and you find that Isaiah somehow just doesn't fit the mold. Uh, of what we picture as a prophet. He, he doesn't have the profile as most of the prophets that we have studied about. See, my brothers and my sisters, we often see prophets as struggling socially. We, we read prophets and most of the time we, we see them as, as having to live poorly dressed and down to the last pair of sandals. That's the picture that we normally see. Prophets, people who are struggling for the Lord. And, and sometimes, yeah, yeah that, that was just the lot of a prophet. Sometimes uh, that was just their lot to have to live like that. But when you study Isaiah, you see Isaiah didn't fit that mold. Isaiah was, was the most highly educated of all of the prophets. Isaiah, not only was he intelligent and uh, uh, articulate in all that he wrote, uh, uh, Isaiah, yeah, yeah, Isaiah yeah, had, uh, had life at his fingertips. I, I, Isaiah, yeah, with the exception of Daniel, he, uh, he, he was in a position of influence. And nobody but Daniel held a higher office than Isaiah. He, he didn't fit the mold of that struggling prophet that we are normally used to looking at. 
He was called to minister and the place that he was called to was not a place out in the desert. He wasn't called into a poor side of town talking to paupers. He was called to a place of high visibility. He's called into a place of dignity. Are y'all hearing me? The truth of the matter is we could safely say that here is one prophet that was born on the right side of the tracks with a silver spoon in his mouth. Isaiah had it going on. Yet, like most of the other prophets, Isaiah, in spite of all he had going, he lived a sadly misunderstood life. And brothers and sisters, greatness is often followed by misunderstanding. Who, who, yeah, usually, generally, yeah, if God elevates you, if you're at a point where, 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 where God has sort of set you in a place of no struggle, somehow it puts you at odds with other folk. Who does he think he is? Who does she think she is? It's just because of who you are and because God has blessed you. We study this life of Isaiah. I wonder sometimes, I wonder sometimes why, why Isaiah is not used more often in the prosperity movement. In this day of prosperity preaching, I, I wonder sometimes why they don't talk about Isaiah more. He, he really would fit the bill. He had it going on. But the more I study him, the more I learn about Isaiah, I, I understand that Isaiah really wouldn't fit as the Bible model for the prosperity movement. And the reason why, the reason why is because although he had health, he had wealth, he had influence, the reason why he wouldn't fit is because that was not his major focus. Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, he had it, he had it, he had it laid in the shade, but he had it in the right perspective. His focus was not showing the people how to get rich. His focus was to get the people to hear the voice of God. Please don't get me wrong now, and I always feel like I need to pivot and explain this because I don't ever want nobody to get the wrong impression. Don't get me wrong. There is absolutely nothing wrong with prospering. I want to make sure you understand that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having stuff. Isaiah had stuff. There's nothing wrong with having power. There's nothing wrong with having influence. Isaiah had power. Isaiah had influence. But in spite of all he had going for him, he was able to keep the main thing the main thing. I just said something right there. No matter what you got, you ought to be able to keep the main thing the main thing. What a disservice. What a disservice we do to a dying world when we show them the way to wealth and influence and fail to tell them what thus saith the Lord. Well, what a shame. What a shame to lead one to economic empowerment while leaving them spiritually destitute. What a shame to teach the name and teach folk to name it and claim it and blab it and grab it and call it and haul it and then never tell them where it came from. 
Isaiah's heart and Isaiah's passion was for the people of God and that the people of God would hear the voice of God. But one of the greatest obstacles, one of the greatest obstacles that Isaiah had was the timing of his call. See, Isaiah was called during a time that Judah had it going on. He, he accepted and he received the call from God at the time when the economy was good. Yeah, he, he was called during a time when the stock market was up, was up and all the economic indicators were pointing in the right direction. He, he had to preach to folk who had it going on. He was trying to carry a message of God and tell them in a time that folk really thought that they could make it on their own. My brothers and sisters, during times of affluence and times of plenty, it's during those times that, that you can really get a sense of really just how committed folk are. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, it's when folk ain't got no troubles and when there are no troubles and, and, and all the bills are paid up. It's really then that you can really get a true sense of really how committed they really are. You see, it's one thing to hear somebody sitting under a bridge with no place to call home, singing the song, If It Wasn't For The Lord. Tell me what would I do? That's, that's a beautiful picture, but that's one thing. But the thing is, will they sing that same song when God brings them out from under the bridge and puts them in a mansion somewhere and puts millions of dollars in the bank? Yeah, at that point, will they still sing if it wasn't for the Lord? Tell me. Oh, sometimes, brothers and sisters, that's how you can tell the difference. Let's see how committed you are. When everything is going well. But not only did the success and their, their success and their affluence cause them to drift away from God. They were also, they had gotten up so high until they had started turn to idolatry. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, God had brought them to this place of of prosperity and affluence. And now the, the, they turn their backs on the very God that brought them to where y'all hear me. They turn their backs on the God that brought them to success and brought them to plenty all at once. Now, after God gets them to a certain, certain point, now they get, they, they start mingling with the pagans and, Y'all hearing me? They, yeah, yeah, and, and they become, uh, yeah, 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 sort of infatuated with the, the, the pagan gods and what, what they got going on. Hear me now. God brought them. It was God that put them where they were. Once they got there and once they got to where they were, then all at once they, they, they started getting a little infatuated with, with the gods of the people around them. In other words, in other words, they had this mindset, well, if one God is good, then three or four got to be better. Y'all ain't hearing me. They, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they got it in their mind. Well, if one God can do all of this, then, 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 yeah, then, yeah, then, then, then three or four, maybe 50 gods. Are y'all hearing me? So, so, so that, 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 that they had a God for every occasion. Are y'all hearing me? They strayed away from the one God that brought them, and now they're looking at a God for every occasion. One, one for the rain and one for the sun. Are y'all hearing me? There was another issue. There was another issue there. Their wealth and affluence somehow brought them to a point of lack of compassion for those who didn't have what they had. Oh, it's sad, brothers and sisters. It's sad to forget. It's sad to get there and then forget where you came from. It's, it's sort of sad that once you get where you're going, you turn around and burn all the bridges. Are y'all hearing me? So, so that you don't even have to look back at where you came. Yeah, yeah. So here's another thing. They accumulated so much stuff and, and, and they forgot completely about those who were still back where they came from. The cries of the poor, the cries of the poor and deserted, my brothers and sisters, are often ignored in the courts of the powerful. Don't you see that going on right now? Yeah, the, the voices of people who are in need, the voices of people uh, who need health care. Are y'all hearing me? Often ignored by folk who got health care. Often ignored by folk who got health care, who paid for by the folk. They, are y'all hearing me? The cries of the poor are often ignored by. Are y'all hearing this? I'm trying to make a point here. The plea of the hungry is often not acknowledged by those who are sitting at banquet tables. Are y'all hearing me? You're sitting at a banquet table and, and, and you have totally shut out the fact that there are folk who can't make it. There are folk who don't have food to eat. So Isaiah's message to these folk was that they, 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 in spite of the fact that they got everything, his message to them, you got it going on, but in spite of that, you got everything that money can buy, but his message to them is that you're still destitute. His message to them is that you're still poor. Please don't misread it. Don't misread it. Yeah, yeah, Isaiah's word, he indicted these folk. But he did not indict them for having too much. He indicted them for caring too little. Get that right. Get that right. It, he didn't indict them for, for, for having too much. It was for caring too little. And that's a message that goes all the way through the Bible. The rich man in Luke 16, he didn't lift his eyes in hell because of what he had. He lifted his eyes in hell because he did not share what he had. Y'all hearing me? Man in the parable in Luke 12, he didn't get his, snow, his soul snatched away one night because he had bonds full of stuff. He got his soul snatched away because his plan did not include sharing what he had with somebody else. 
But these were the attitudes. <clears throat> these were the attitudes that Isaiah was wrestling with. These were the attitudes among the people of God that, that, that he was having to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God's prophet had to speak against these things. Chapter 5. Chapter 5 is a chapter of warnings. He's warning them. He's trying to, he's trying to get their attention. Look at chapter 5 as a verse of warnings. Woe to these. That's a common word that he uses. Woe to those who have become so obsessed with the blessings from God that they have no regards for the work of God's hands. But look at the results. Look at the results. And we really don't have to spend a lot of time. We've been studying this for over a year. Matter of fact, we're still on it. So, so, so you ought to be up on this. Therefore, he says, verse 5, chapter 5, verse 1, therefore my people will go into exile. For lack of understanding. <clears throat> They're going into bondage because they have not understood what to do with the blessings that I have bestowed upon them. Their men of rank will die of hunger and the masses will be parched with thirst. And again, we've covered this for a whole year. It happened just like Isaiah said. Yeah. Yeah. Over time, even while Isaiah was still prophesying, Things started falling apart. Y'all hear me? Things going good. Economic indicators going. Everybody seems like the job numbers are going up. And all at once, things started falling apart. Y'all better listen to me. The the economy, the economy went bad. Y'all hear me? The folk who had it going on all at once had their riches stripped away in. Now they were living just like the paupers that they despised. But even in the midst of their suffering, in the midst of the suffering of this nation, in the face of their impending doom, God's grace peeks through. Anybody want to shout, that's the best chance you're going to get right now. That's the best chance you're going to get right there. Even in the midst of struggle, grace has a way. Are y'all hearing me? Grace has a way of just peeking through the face of impending doom. Although the people are down and out and it looks like they have been abandoned by God, just look up, there is God's grace. It's almost like God says to his prophet, I've got their attention now. It's almost like God says to Isaiah, yeah, I I got them now. I got their attention now. This this now, they're down, they're out. Yeah, things are going crazy. They don't know which way to turn. This is a teachable moment. They'll hear me now. (laughs) Are y'all hearing me? So he starts out, he starts out, listen to this now, they've been, they've, they've acted ugly, they've done everything against God, they have turned their backs on them, they turned their backs on the poor, but listen to chapter 40, what God wants for his children. He says, I want you to comfort my people. That's got to be God. Are y'all hearing me? Ain't done nothing he said, did everything he didn't say. But God says, Isaiah, I want you to comfort my people. 
you need to understand something. Even when you mess up, y'all ain't hearing me. Even when you've done everything the wrong way, you have a Savior who is concerned with your comfort. He says, I want you to comfort my people. Oh, my brothers, isn't it amazing that even in our mess-ups, God is still concerned about our comfort. Even as the world seems to move further and further away from him, God is still concerned about the comfort of his people. Here's where I want to get to. Here's where I want to get to because I believe that, that God is speaking to his people right now. I believe God is speaking out of the midst of all the chaos that we're seeing in the world. I, I believe he's speaking in the midst of all of the craziness that's going on all over the nation. Are y'all hearing me? You see, yeah, we're in a time, brothers and sisters, that every news cycle brings something else. Are y'all hearing me? You hear one thing on the news in the morning and by night that thing is changed or something else. You never know what's going to happen next. But God, through his prophet, reminds us to draw from what we already know. Are y'all hearing me? God, through his prophet, says, you and I, there's no need. There's no need to lose your mind over a new cycle. You comfort them with, with, with what, what they are. He said, what, what I want you to do is I want you to draw from what you already know. Y'all ain't hearing me. It says, has thou not known? Has thou not heard? And my brothers and my sisters, let me tell you something. Sometimes when you're sitting around twiddling your thumbs, sometimes when you're wringing your hands, worrying about how things are going to work out, you ought to take a trip back down memory lane. Y'all ain't hearing me. That's what he's saying. Have you not known? And have you not heard? Are y'all hearing me? I wonder if I got a witness up in the house that if I just look back just a little distance, I guarantee that you see at least one thing that God has already brought you out of. Are y'all hearing me? I wonder if I got a witness in the house. Somebody who thinks that you are at the end of the road. If you look back just a little while, you'll see that the same God, I wonder if I got a witness here, the God of all creation, he's already been by your side. Are y'all hearing me? And you'll come to realize that his grace has brought me yes, uh, saved thus far and uh, yes if he has brought me this far I just believe that that same grace uh, will lead me on he says uh, yeah while y'all are stressing out yeah, I want you to just think back has thou not known uh, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, yes, the creator of the ends of the earth. Yeah. He is a shouting point. Yeah. He ain't 
faint. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. He faint is not, yes, neither is he weary. Y'all need to find comfort in those words. You may be stressing out. You may be having a trouble trying to keep up with what's going on. But I have a God that ain't stressed at all. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, there is a God who sits high and he's not at all stressed out yet. He is not at all wearied by what we are seeing right now. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, these are times when if you can just draw from what you already know, God will take you to a place of peace. But Isaiah does this thing, and he does it in three moves. And then I'll take my seat. The first thing he does is he points to an unwearied God. Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, you might be tired. Uh, You may be growing weary. uh, But Isaiah said, let me point you to one uh, that's not growing weary uh, at all. Let me point you to somebody uh, who is not faint at all. Are y'all hearing me? I said a minute ago, we may get weary. We may get worn down. uh, But Isaiah said, I want you to know uh, that he faints not. Are y'all hearing me? He does not faint and he will not get weary. You see, we faint and get weary because we on the clock. We faint and get weary because we ain't got but so much time to work. Are y'all hearing me? Because we work in time and we don't have but just so much time. But God has eternity. Yes, on his side. Y'all ain't hearing me. God is never pressed for time. Y'all ain't hearing me. You see, you and I are limited on our strength. We don't have but just so much strength. We wear ourselves down physically because we don't have but just so much strength. But God never gets weary. Y'all ain't hearing me. God is omnipotent. He has all power in his hand. But then Isaiah makes a second move. And in the second move, the first move is an unwearied God. But then he points the second move. And in the second move, he points to a man that has grown weary. That is right there. An unwearied God and a wearied man. Listen at him. He said, even the youth shall grow weary and the young men shall utterly fall. Are y'all hearing me? The young men will grow weary. I don't care how many push-ups you do. I don't care how much weight you can lift. Young men will grow weary and yes, and 
and they shall utterly fall. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. But Jesus, uh, while we are growing weary, yeah, God is the same yesterday, yeah, today, yeah, and forevermore. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. But here, my brothers and my sisters, uh, he doesn't faint yet. Yeah. He doesn't grow weary yet. Yeah. But here's our hope right here. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. That's the third move. Yeah. The first move, an unwearied God. Second move, a wearied man. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. But the third move is that uh, yeah, of an unwearied God pouring himself yeah, into a wearied man. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. A God who is unweary uh, pours himself yeah, into a man who is weary. Yeah. Right there in the book, it says he gives power yeah, to the faint yeah, and to them that had no might. Uh, he increases strength. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad. When I can't see my way, I'm glad when I feel like I'm about to go down. It's right then that he begins to pour. Are y'all hearing me? That's then when I look toward heaven and say, Lord, pour out your blessings. Lord, I am weak and I need that strength and power to help me over my weakest eye. Let me through the darkness that face to see. I need you to lead me. Lead me. Oh Lord, lead me. Well, that's my sermon. But there's one catch here. Sounds simple, yeah. Sounds easy, yeah. But there's one little catch, yeah. And many fail right here, yeah. He said, You gotta wait. Y'all ain't hearing me. He said, You gotta wait. You want him to do it right now, yeah. You want him to move right now. But he says, They that wait upon the Lord shall Are y'all hearing me? Listen what he says. He says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. One of them got a witness here. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Well, let me help you out here. Before you go sit down somewhere yeah, and wait on the Lord, yeah, need to know what waiting is. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. You see, waiting uh, is not to go sit down uh, and wait to see what God is going to do. Yeah. But waiting uh, is that wait yeah, that you read about yeah, in the restaurant. Yeah. When you go into the restaurant, yeah, are y'all hearing me? And the person walks up and says, I am your waiter. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me. That's the weight I'm talking about here. Yeah. You see, my brothers and sisters, uh, that become your server here. Yeah. So don't sit down, uh, serve here. Yeah. Y'all ain't hearing me here. Yeah. And I'm a witness here yeah, that if you serve uh, and serve him, uh, 
just right. He's a big tipper. Yeah. One of them I got a witness hand. Yeah. He's a big tipper. Yeah. Well, uh, what are the tips? Yeah. Well, here it is right here. Yeah. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew yes, their strength. Yeah. Here is a tip here. Yeah. They shall mount up on wings they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint yes yes don't know about anybody else but I'm gonna wait on him I'm gonna wait on him because I already know how this thing is gonna end I already know how the story is gonna end Isaiah goes on down to say he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. Are y'all hearing me? And the chastisement of my peace was on his shoulder. Yes, and by his stripes I am already healed. One of I got a witness here. He died on an orange laid him in a borrowed tomb but I'm glad that right early Sunday morning she got up she got up yes all power is in his brothers and my sisters I, I keep my eye on him and if he ain't stressing I ain't stressing y'all hear me if I, I, I keep my eye on him and as long as he ain't losing it oh bless the Lord in here go on and bless Georgia. I want to give an opportunity for those who may not be saved at all, who have not accepted Jesus Christ. I want to invite you now. If you have not accepted him as Lord and Savior of your life, you need to be saved today. I want you to move right now. I want you to come. I want you now to come. Give your life to him. If you're here, 
I would invite you to come. The second call, the second call is to those who are already saved, already accepted him, but somehow you got away from him, you strayed away, and now you're not in a church home. That's the second call. I want those two. In a moment, I'll call you. I'll call those who want to come together in prayer. But right now, right now, I want those who are unsaved, those who, who need to reconnect with the body. I want you moving right now. Yeah, 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 yes. 